0: Welcome to Emotional sobriety. how you doing? Rough week. Today I'm good though. Rough week. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll just I'll just give you the super abbreviated version. Um, mm-hmm. My dad visited a few days ago and mm-hmm. um, anyway, like when I lost that $750, um, mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of people swirling around that kind of like had very useful and supportive things to say. And then my dad notably did not reach out to me, which is Mm -hmm. fine. I just assumed he was busy, but he comes and stays at my place. And, uh, basically he just unloads on me that he's just been pissed the whole time that I did that. And does this huge shame trip on me about like, you know, you fucked up and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you lost something. We all lose things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Hey, and you know, I don't feel great about that. And, uh, you know um but i I guess yeah like it just really uh and you know i was able to kind of like keep my side of the street clean i i um i i i conceded to him and i and i and i tried to reach out with empathy that like look when i was drinking and using i put you and my mom through a lot and um you know, I I understand why well, this might be bringing some stuff up for you. But, uh, Good point nice. But, yeah. But regardless, uh, it was a really bad move. It, it uh, you know, it didn't help me. Uh, it kind of sent me into a little bit of a predicament. Mm. And, uh, I'm, I'm, but I'm doing okay now. But yeah, as you can imagine, that was just not the most helpful thing to hear from somebody. So,
1: but for, uh, speaking of families and, and, uh, um, uh, emotional sobriety. This is one of those deals where it's opportunity. It's like you say it's you, you know because it ain't it ain't over because you're still processing it. So yeah. So the idea is 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 you're, you're you say you know that hadn't been good, but you go like, okay, how can I use this? How how what am I getting? Because because there's some good stuff in there. I'm sorry it happened.
0: Alan and Tom back on the podcast. Welcome guys. Uh, how how are we feeling this weekend? How's our emotional sobriety?
1: Oh, you you sound like a nurse in the hospital. I don't how are we, we feeling? <laughs> i love it the 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 amazing we pronoun yeah how do we feel how do what do we on a scale
0: on a scale of stable to nuclear how is your emotional center of gravity
1: mine's been mine's been uh, um wobbly you know but more like weebles you know like what weebles wobble but they won't fall down um but now this is just one of those examples of how can how this isn't about this because this is, doesn't speak to emotional sobriety. It speaks, it speaks to the fact that, that I I am too uh, conditional in my assessment of myself. I just finished fixed fixing, finally figuring out how to solve a problem with a water pump that, that we've, we've had not had water pressure up here at the house for the last three days. And I figured it out. I had to crawl around under my house for that time. Many times I, you know, crawl spaces, ah, it's like, uh, and so, uh, so I am, I, but I figured it out. I, I, you know, uh, and I and I got it, I got it worked out and I'm so proud of myself. And so, okay. I'm not emotionally sober. I'm high. I just realized as I'm saying, that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm high on the fact that I did, I did something and I, and I was just really challenged and I was really getting pissed off about it and I figured it out. And, and so we can talk about that. I'm not putting myself down, but that's, we can make that point. That's not emotional sobriety. That's, that's feeling good. Because I did something
0: I feel that from cleaning a floor sometimes just cleaning a floor will give me a little (laughs) juice to, uh, you know, come on on over here. I want you
1: to crawl around underneath my house and see how you feel about it. It's
0: like, (laughs) but Tom, you love animals. You know, I mean, I, all your friends are down there. I thought no,
1: there's no if there were if there were any animals in, under my house, I would not be going under there. The, the kind of animals <laughs> I might encounter, <laughs> I, I do not love. I do not love those animals.
0: Seconded. Well, how you doing, Alan?
2: Well, I just finished a, a radio show or a podcast with uh, It's called Sober Speak with John, and God, it just was. It just left me very raw and vulnerable right now um you know everybody knows i've been going through a divorce and dealing with a lot of pain and grief and and you know and more recently what's coming up which is kind of that you know relevant to this topic we're going to talk about today is the effects of all of this on maddie and cece no i got a 10 year old and a five year old and uh and boy, they are reeling from this whole thing. They are so traumatized by the divorce, and they feel so much pain, and um, so, you know, the topic that we have today is really relevant, is in terms of, you know, what happens when there's children in a family, and you're going through recovery, or not in recovery, and you're going through all the crazy, and the chaos, and the and yep. all the stuff that goes with active alcoholism and addiction, or in this case, that goes with a divorce, mm-hmm. um, you know, this stuff is, is, is very important because, you know, it's like dropping a rock in the center of a pond. It has so many ripple effects, big, big rock, big, giant rock, man, <laughs> that's caused a, for us a tsunami, right? That's just destroyed. Right destroyed our family is what it's done mm-hmm. and so uh you know I'll just start talking about that in terms of what CC and Maddie are experiencing mm-hmm. because I think that will open it up I mean and how kids will you know we talk all the time about not taking things personally kids right. don't have that opportunity they're not afforded right. that that uh, luxury as we are with an adult consciousness to differentiate because they're still so undifferentiated from the family and from the connection with mom and dad, right? And so right naturally they're in that na- that's that there's that, that naturally it's not logical it's it's, yeah. it's just where they are in their developmental stage. So something like this like a divorce for them becomes a very personal experience. Why are you doing this to me? Mm -hmm. why is this happening to me? Why am I being put through this experience? What does it mean about me? Mm -hmm. What does it mean about life? I mean, and so that's the thing I think for us to be aware of is that when there's children in a family, especially young children, and you're going through some kind of an ongoing crisis or difficult situation, the impact on the children is incredible. Look, we know that today, you know, you know, from going to ACA meetings, adult children of alcoholics, mm-hmm. and we hear what they've experienced and the impact that those experiences had on them. They have that that 17 points on the laundry list. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. seen it, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, when you look at that, it's like, my God, the the impact on their development and on on being able to show up in their life in a certain way has been so compromised by these experiences right and so you know emotional sobriety and i'll share a little bit about what's happening with with cc and maddie to uh, i think i'm meeting them in a good way and you know you'll comment on it tom and patrick Mm -hmm. what you guys think Mm -hmm. but you know it's been terribly difficult right now I have more pain over what they're going through than what I'm going through to tell you the truth. It's, sure. really, shifted, yeah. it's really now my awareness is in terms of what this means for them and mm-hmm. what it means for them is, is quite, quite traumatic and, and really earth shattering for them in so many ways. So, so right. life changing, life changing is, is a
1: massive understatement.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's uh,
0: it's that rock in the middle of the of the of the lake. You're right.
2: Oh. I was
0: I was reading uh, Melody Beatty. I think her name is a uh, book, mm-hmm. Codependency No More, this uh, this Ooh. morning kind of serendipitous. Uh, my, my sponsor is suggesting I read it to work through some uh, issues I'm having in my relationship. And there's a lot of discussion in the early part of the book about uh, ACA and al-anon and you know the the discussion of the nature of alcoholism or addiction as being like a family illness and by that meaning right that like it there is a collateral effect you know that the one dependency has on everybody else's and and i suppose like we can kind of make have an emotional sobriety kind of encompass some of the same ideas right that like when uh when one of us is off kilter or, or kind of like we're, we're running a trip on others with these unenforceable rules and, and whatnot, you know, that that loved ones tend to be kind of thrown into that orbit. And then that becomes something that we must learn to manage. And uh, I'll just say I'll just offer personally that um, my parents never divorced, but uh, they have a very dysfunctional relationship. And undoubtedly, like, I mean, I was affected by it growing up and to this day. And uh, but it's also I don't know my my perspective about who they are and who I should be in relation to them has evolved quite a bit as well. Yeah.
1: Well, one of the things, of the, just to kind of set my perspective on this, and and Alan, we, I, I mean, I, I, we kind of touched on this the other day when we were talking. It's it's um, that you know I don't, and I am not I consider myself absolutely no expert on childhood development or children uh but i but i long ago figured out i could stop saying i don't know anything about childhood development or children because uh um i think every every one of the adults i've ever treated as a therapist have been children you know and and what we're treating is often very often what you know at least in part if not in in large part what happened back then so it's the in At at the risk, and then this is to minimize nothing you're saying, but but so so. But I want to say this is where that positive opportunism stuff comes in, because because you're you're right there with your kids at at these moments where they're making these they're having these experiences. I'm thinking about redecision therapy, you know, when they're making these decisions about the world, about, you know, who can be trusted, who cannot be trusted. What about adults? As you've said, you've shared some stuff with me. What about, what does this mean about people? What does this mean about adults? What does this mean about all of that? And you're there, uh, and you are there and i and I my hope I just want to say this out loud my hope is that Jess is there also that that for them to basically get get some response get have responses from you guys that can make a difference that that don't send them down the path of, of reinforcing negative views of themselves, you know. And one of the things I know, I, I'll just go ahead and say this because otherwise I'll just be looking for an opportunity to, to say it. Is I know from conversations with you is is I love the fact I hate the fact of what they're going through. I love the fact that that uh, Maddie I don't know about Cece but Maddie has been able to put some things into words and verbalize them to you that give you that give you that 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 opportunity to basically know okay. I, it's not just a response, but you'll be responding to, you know, what you're responding to. It's like, it's like this, this, and it's, na- and it's like you said, it's, it's, it's natural. It's uh, why do they think it's their, their fault or part their fault? Be- because that's, this is their world, you know, a child, you know, I heard Joe Cruz, you know, say many times when I was, when I was up at onsite, it is, you know, a child, a, a childhood should be about the child. You know, and we and it's a simple statement, but unfortunately, not one we we uh, we get very well. But but it's like, and so the childhood is about the child. So like what you said, when something is happening, it's you know we the idea of just just repeating over and over again. Oh, honey, this isn't about you. You know, that's not that's horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible response. And, and anyway, I I here's my thing on a personal note. I trust you to be there to 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 tune into them, to listen to them and respond to them in ways that are going to help them not only survive this, but to grow from it.
2: Well, I'm, I'm hoping so, Tom. I mean, that's, that is my goal here is to to be there for them and to create when they're with me as safe as an atmosphere as I can create. Yep. And, you know, because of the work I'm doing right now, I'm just realizing how, important it is to feel safe so important to feel safe and I've mm-hmm. never considered that to be as salient as and as important as I see it as being now given the work I've done in revealing how I've just had a lack of of a feeling of safety my whole life mm-hmm. And now with the girls, I can see with Cece and Maddie that they need that so bad at this point in time because their Mm -hmm. world has been turned upside down Mm -hmm. and not by their choice, right? They were powerless over this. Somebody else made a decision for them in Mm -hmm. terms of what was going to happen to their life. Mm -hmm. And and so there's a lot of things in, in this that I think we could talk about that are relevant to this emotional sobriety. So one of the, the, the ways that I think that this relates to families, and especially families with children, young children, more than adult children, but mm-hmm. relevant for adult children as well, yeah. is that the heart of parenting that we've come to see, which is this is where it overlaps completely with emotional sobriety, is being is being able to help your kids deal with their feelings. Yeah. See, that's the heart of parenting. And when we look back, you know, you look back at your childhood. Let me look back at mine. Patrick will ask Patrick to look back at his. How mm-hmm. much help did you get dealing with your feelings? Mm-hmm. Mine was a big fat zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you one thing other than, you know, quit complaining is, is, mm-hmm. is, is, you know, quit complaining. What do you have to complain about? There's kids in China that have a lot less than you. I mean, there you go. <laughs> how much we're dealt with is dismiss them. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, there are three styles of parenting, the dismissive parent, the disapproving parent, and the parent that says, all right, do whatever you want, the laissez-faire parent. Mm-hmm. All of those are damaging to a kid's sense of self, to mm-hmm. a kid's self-esteem. So this emotional coaching, well, what does it look like? Well, let me share what I shared with you the other day with Maddie, and then now I had it with Cece last night too. So something happened. For Maddie wanted to to go spend some time over with Jess. We're we're now living separately, as the divorce is is inevitable, and um, the kids are with me half the time, half time with her. This was the night she was supposed to be with Jess, but because of circumstances. She ended up gonna spend the night with me and she was quite disappointed. She wanted to be with her mom. And she got really upset, ran in the bedroom, and lay there and was crying. And I went and laid next to her. She goes, I just hate this dad. This is tough. I hate it. I can't stand it. And of course, you know, I'm right with her. <laughs> it is You're not, a,
1: not disagreeing.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. It's it's painful, it's difficult, it's challenging. What's the worst part of it for you? See, that's the important thing. When you're talking to a kid Mm -hmm. and they're talking about their experience, you know, inquire in terms of what their experience is. So my question was, what's the worst part of this for you? I feel so embarrassed, like there's something wrong with our family that we're going through this and other families are not divorcing. I don't want to be around anybody. I'm embarrassed i feel like this reflects badly on who we are god how many kids have felt that and for her right. to put words on that so important right and of course you know i was able to be empathic right because it's very important when you're listening to your child who's in pain don't try to convince them that they shouldn't be feeling what they're feeling so
1: often our our well-intended uh, reassurances are, crit- are, are really uh, thinly veiled criticisms. You shouldn't be feeling what you're feeling or they're minimization. So it's not really that bad. So, you, you know, don't feel this. Yeah. And no, and you, and what you just said is exactly it. And this, uh, hell, this is whether we're talking to a child or an adult about something that's, that's, that's uh, uh, painful is you, you shift shift right into that curiosity. be that that curiosity is the pri- primary ingredient in respect. It is what you need when you when you want to be curious about the child, and that's what you that's what you did. Because I know you've t- told me this. It's like in the, so, yeah. So that's
2: it's it's so, so easy to misstep there, but you didn't. Uh, I, yeah. I just stayed with her. I said, I understand. It's mm-hmm. terrible. That's a terrible feeling. to to feel like we're so different and that there's Mm -hmm. something terribly wrong with us. Mm -hmm. So I didn't try to make that better. I just stayed with her on Then Mm -hmm. she brought up the second thing is is that I feel, you know, that um, I'm having a hard time trusting adults. Well, I get that out of the blue, their mother decides that she's going to change the the deal here. Mm -hmm. I want a divorce. I'm not going to consider how anybody else is feeling about this, but we're going to get a divorce. And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden her life is turned upside down. Mm-hmm. You no, know, no, it's it it as and, and I was able to say this to Jess. I says, one of my what's a blessing for me at this point and a curse is I have such a deep understanding of what this is doing to their psyche. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, man, that's hard to live with the knowledge of. Mm-hmm. Trauma and the wound that this creating in their little in her soul and in Cece's soul. Mm-hmm. and There's no way, you know, um, it's b- beyond this idea. Life isn't perfect. No, we we're talking yeah. about a trauma. We're not talking yeah. about just dealing with an imperfection in life. Mm-hmm. You know, that I'm not living up to this or that. I mean, it's much more than that. And I don't want to minimize that. And mm-hmm. we don't want to minimize that if you're talking to our children about it. Absolutely. So so then the, the second thing that she said to me that I shared with you, and thank God, or third thing she said mm-hmm. is I feel like if somehow I was a better kid, you guys wouldn't have gotten divorced. Wow. Taking total responsibility for mm-hmm. the for mm-hmm. the thing. Now, part of that is wanting to feel some control over it unconsciously. If I was a better kid, then maybe I could have had an impact on this. But it's also just taking it very personally. My God, you know, this says something about me that if I was different, you guys wouldn't have done this. So once again, I connected with her feelings. And then I said, you know, honey, what I want you to know is this has a lot to do with mom and dad, nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. You'll probably figure that out later on in life. So mm-hmm. I said that. that's mm-hmm. something you'll learn mm-hmm. more about it mm-hmm. later on. But then the final thing she said, Tom, and I told you when I said this to you, I was crying. Mm-hmm. She said, I feel so ugly. Yeah. Poor thing, man. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Just. <laughs> I feel so ugly, Daddy. I just feel ugly. So she's internalizing all of it, right? Yeah he's interjecting the whole thing right and see that's what i know is happening and i know what damage that's doing that's what kills me mm-hmm. and i don't know where it came from but just i said i I hear honey i hear how bad this is making you feel i just can can i share how i feel about you She said mm-hmm. yeah daddy and i just touched her nose i said mm-hmm. your nose is perfect Mm-hmm. Your eyebrows are perfect. I think your eyes are perfect. Your little cheeks are perfect. Your hair is perfect. And I just, mm-hmm. for 20 minutes, Tom, I just told her everything I thought was perfect about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she melted. She just, yeah. she just loved it. She loved mm-hmm. him. I loved the moment with her. It was so intimate. It was so close mm-hmm. and so personal. It, it was remarkable.
1: It's fascinating in a dark, dark way, how early on in our lives, we have these these aspects of our mind that that love to, to attack us when we're down. There's wounding here. But, 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 but there's healing here, you know, wounding is an opportunity for healing the difference between going years and years and years and years with, with something that you don't even know you have, because you don't, you know, when that, that stuff happens, when you get that stuff, it just goes into the deep into your unconscious and st- hangs yeah. there until, until some of us nosy therapists start asking about it. But man, you were there, and that is a such a beautiful exp- expression of that, and and that's her moment. She get we, you know, I'm always telling people we don't get rid of anything, but that means we don't get rid of any good things either. So that 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 thing is so visceral. It's so, I mean, it's in your it's in your mind, it's in your spirit, it's in your body, you know, and uh and it was and it was even included more than that, but about her body too. Just the idea that your nose and your hair and your eyes. It's like just—I mean, it, it was not an abstract concept. You, you, you gave a detailed description of of her perfection to you. Yeah, well, it is—I just love that.
0: What I'm hearing is that there's going to be trauma, there's going to be distress from the things that happen to us in life, but with uh, with kind of cooperation and love, you can at least kind of help help ensure that that we don't tell ourselves a, a false story about what happened that may then spin us off in a direction that's kind of even more harmful or more, you know, we want to put, put up, put people in our loved ones into alignment with reality rather well, than, well,
1: but the false, the false, here's what I would say. False story. I'm getting over the analytical, but it's like the false story remains. I mean, whatever she had is, is there is right. But what you give, because this is what we, this is all we can do for people in therapy at the time we, we give them an alternative. There's, a, there, you know, because I really love learned this more. I think more through NLP, neuro-linguistics programming, planning, uh, training than anything else. But it's, it's in lots and lots of work. It's, it's the human beings will we'll always take the best option available to us. So that means if if we're you know if I'm if I when it, when I'm drinking when I'm being an asshole doing this other stuff in and. The, I somehow perceive those as the best options. Now they're not, but it's, it's like, I, per, that's what I perceive. So the truth is we need better options. Alan gave it, gave her in that moment, gave Maddie in that moment, a, 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 detailed second option for her. So that those, and see, I think, I, I don't know how it We'd have to ask uh, Dan Siegel, the, the brain drain stuff to, to explain that to me. But, but I believe those two things go together now for every time there's there. So there, so right there, along with that negative, that horrible feeling, there is this experience that's there that is healing. And I believe, I believe that as human beings and we, we take better options when we have them is that takes, you know, she really can't go to the negative without, without remembering and feeling the positive. Yeah. So I think, I, I think that part is just, uh, it's unfortunate that it's needed, but it's beautiful that it exists.
2: Yeah. You know, and, I,
1: my God, how, I can't even imagine what that must have felt like for you. I mean, I mean, talk about, talk about a a, 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 just a mixture of, yes, some of the deepest, most touching, warm feelings and some of the greatest pain simultaneously. Cause that's one of the things that we're always teaching people about. Oh, by the way, that, that feeling of, 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 you know, pain and ple- and, and pleasure and, and wonderful stuff at all at the same time. Yep that's that's what that's
2: what being a human is all about yeah you know the way i was thinking about it is that i've probably by being with her in the way i am she'll be a little less fragmented than she would have been otherwise yeah you know, that's what i'm hoping is that it's gonna like you said i like the way you said it is giving her an alternative mm-hmm. experience to to what she's what she's experiencing What's happening with Cece? So the difference is Maddie's ten, Cece's mm-hmm. five. So her consciousness is very different. Very different, yeah. But Cece and I play this game sometimes called "Would You Rather." Mm-hmm. It's a fun little game. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have a paper cut or a splinter in your finger? Go ahead, Tom. Would you? I rather? like this game. um Splinter. Patrick, would you rather paper cut or splinter? I'm going to take splinter too. That sounds really nice then I said would you rather be happy or sad she goes daddy I'm sad I'm sad that you and mom are getting divorced she slipped right past the would
1: you rather accept us just takes us to reality she went right to reality
2: the other day she's um she comes home after spending time with her mom and she says you know what dad I think you guys are both better when you're together isn't that an interesting observation? That's
1: that's that yes, that makes that just brings up all kinds of curiosity
2: in me. Yeah. The way you work together, you don't you're not as stressed. I'm sure she's saying all of that stuff, which is true. Yeah. You know, when mm-hmm. you got two parents raising kids, it's different than one. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care how good it is, is that you know, my hands mm-hmm. are full with at 72 with a five and a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get food prepared for them, get them in the bath. Get their teeth brushed, clothes on, ready for the next day. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of
1: stuff. It's an observation that is fascinating to me that a five year old would have. But oh, yeah. but it it also it it also leans into a you know her expression of what she wants.
2: So then she was taking a bath last night, mm-hmm. and she's in the bath. She says, "Dad, I'm feeling really really sad about you guys being so separated." Mm-hmm. Because it's like you're over in China and mom's over here, mm-hmm. as part of the world, and we're somewhere mm-hmm. in between. That's what mm-hmm. she, she says, But could you do me a favor, Dad? I said, Well, what is that, honey? Mm-hmm. Could you tell mom how sad I am? I go, mm-hmm. well, How come you want me to tell mom how sad you are? Mm-hmm. She doesn't listen to me when I tell her I'm sad. Well, there she is. Did you find your pencil? Where was it? Oh, is that the one that you had? We were just talking about you on the podcast you want to say hi to tom and this is cc hey cc and i told her look at i'll help talk to help you talk to your mom about it but when we got we're in the car and and her mom called this morning mm-hmm. she said, dad dad let's tell mom about when i was in the bath last night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go ahead and she says mom i just want you know i was sad and mom mm-hmm. listened to you, didn't she that yep. time that's there. right so that was really, you You took good care of yourself there, didn't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, because sometimes we just need to be reminded of stuff like that. He said, I already hear you. Oh, I, I already hear you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, how can you
2: not hear me? I'm, I'm loud.
0: I appreciate your loudness.
2: So that's what's going on. So look, this whole thing about family and, and emotional sobriety is, is as, as the parent, it's our job to try to help our kids learn how to deal with these feelings. And we do mm-hmm. that by not dismissing them, not disapproving of them, not avoiding them. And, mm-hmm. and this means being able to sit with our own discomfort too, right? And the pain that it brings up mm-hmm. for us sitting there and being able to go ahead and experience that and endure the pain because it's going to be valuable, right? For their development. Look at who's coming in the screen. Who? <laughs> Who is that? Batman who Spider-Man. spider-man that's right so you know listen so those of you that are listening to this which was fun having cc join us right at that time mm-hmm.
1: you know it's special it's a, special guest on the podcast
2: yeah special podcast guest you know it's, mm-hmm. it's about you know being there for our kids and being able to listen to them and not feeling like we have to fix it by just being there with them that that, that there's a big 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 impact by just being present mm-hmm by connecting, you know, and then what we say, you can redirect after you connect. That's when I could tell Maddie how perfect she is. That's when I could reassure her. Mm -hmm. Yours has nothing to do with her and whether she's good.
1: Well, you know, and I also just want to say too, that you connect with empathy, you connect with, with understanding you, you know, and, and just teaching people to put their defenses down and understand that, um, you know, that basically understanding somebody does not mean you know i'm always telling couples understanding and uh, acknowledge that you understand somebody what they're saying and and what they're describing as their feelings does not mean you agree with them it just means you understand and it's like you know and when you go all the way back to these kids it's like this is at a pure this is at the original level this is this is pure it's like where it's like you're not dealing with defenses you know, you're not, you're not, you know, you 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 got they have access to you, your kids have access to you, you have access to them when you're in those communications.
0: And I could say for myself, the urge is strong at this point in time, still in these conflicts I have with others to fast forward, to not stay with it. Um, to uh mm-hmm. to get past like the real uh nuts and bolts of how we figure this stuff out, which requires a lot of pain and challenge, you know, to just get mm-hmm. I always fantasize about the point. After the learning <laughs> takes place, but there's no way around mm-hmm. it. You got to, there's no way out, but through.
1: And I always want people to know just because you're still learning that it doesn't mean, you know, it's a good thing. It's not, a, it doesn't mean you haven't learned because that's what I, you know, you get a lot of people go, oh, when am I ever going to learn? It's like one of my, actually one of my nut, uh, earlier nutshells was the answer to the question, when am I going to learn is always I I re- recently reread via uh, listening on, on Audible to a book that is a beautiful book that for about it, about communication that anybody has any interest in communication should read is Marshall uh, Rosenberg Rosenberg's uh, uh, nonviolent communication. Hmm. It is. It is God. It, it, this this man is amazing, and the audible the audible book is him. Do, he does the reading of it, so it's it's. I love his voice. He talks about going to the to to the empathy, under hearing the feelings, and then listening for the need beneath the feeling. All right.
0: Until next it time. It was
1: it was
2: fun. I, I'm okay. glad CC was here. This will be fun to edit this one.
0: Oh yeah, no, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna make sure she stays in because uh, we all love CC mm-hmm. CC Squad. Podcast. Okay. All right, we'll see you okay. guys.
2: Tend your life, tend your myth. Cultivate your
1: narrative with whomever you're with. Then we glass and hand and children
0: on one knee.
1: Bring some stories. Bring your stories back to me. It ain't a crime to be a human. Never be ashamed to be. Yourself. Rest assured that whatever you're doing Will entertain me like nobody else So here's to us, my old friends Until it's time to drink the wine
2: and break the bread again With glass in hand and children on me Bring some stories, bring your stories
1: Back to me.